0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to The Truth Podcast. I'm Miss Rendon here, um, and I'm just so thankful that I get to be back um, and working on this and to be able to, you know, be the light for people who need it and to just talk about God and just the things that he's done in my life personally. Um, And kind of what I want to talk about this episode is just sharing my testimony of who I was before I knew God. Um, And, you know, the point of me sharing this story is not to boast me up or give myself credit. But to just tell you who God is and just the things that he's done in my life and how he changed me um, personally. And, um, you know, before I share, I just want to say that um, what I hope to get out of this um, episode today is that that my story will uh, touch some hearts um, to touch anyone who's listening to it. Someone who needs to hear um, from a different perspective, from someone who knows God, but that grew up in a different lifestyle for someone who went through different trials, different situations and circumstances um, to be where I am today. I mean, I kind of want to share that with you. So a little backstory. So I grew up in a somewhat traditional Christian household. I've always known of who God was. Um, I was always forced to go to church on Sundays and, you know, to, I was always forced to pray um, before I ate the food on the table and everything like that. But deeply inside, I never really had that personal relationship with him. It was just something that was just a ease. It felt forced, it felt fake to me. And I truly had that mindset um, of not, you know, wanting to believe in this God and to pursue him. So I remember it was my high school year. I was a freshman. Um, you know how it is to be a freshman. I think I think we all can relate to that for those who were in high school or who used to be in high school. Um, so I was, you know, a freshman in high school, um, you know, and I was new to the environment. You know, I came in with some of my friends from middle school um you know goofing off having a good time you know being you know a new high school student and i'll always catch myself surrounding around the wrong people catch myself being around on the wrong crowd doing things cussing up a storm just doing things as it was just unholy doing things that were just worldly um i used to find my indian woman and friends and people i wanted uh, validation from people I wanted to live for the world and do these things that I thought that being a teenager was all about. Um, I was into drama. I was very a messy person. I would start fights, start arguments because I thought I was the class clown. Um, But eventually that was just a counterfeit of living in. It wasn't something that I desired um, as a person truthfully. And I remember feeling so insecure, feeling so hurt, um, thinking that. That live in this way is okay, but it was my pride and my self-righteousness that kind of got in the way in that, and I kind of um, continued to live that lifestyle. Um, so you know, my sophomore year, um, I was into video games. I really enjoyed playing games. I really enjoyed, um, you know, playing PlayStation and playing Fortnite. And that's when my life really had a turnaround. Um, you know, as I got into the video games, as I got into hanging out with the wrong types of people, I began to let that influence me. Um, I'll never forget when um, I was. <laughs> it's crazy how much I can remember this. Like I can't. I will never forget that um, it was my sophomore year. I was in biology, um, and I was failing my class. And um, I was. I remember getting mad because I was failing. And you know, I'll write emails to my teachers, um, saying crazy stuff like, "If you don't um, give me a better grade, I'm going to um, shoot you, or I'm going to." You will pay, you know, making death threats because I was failing a class. Um, I thought that was humorous, and I thought that that was pleasing to people to be, like I said, the class clown, and doing stupid things that I thought would uh, get me to be, quote unquote, popular, get me to be known. Um, So my sophomore year was probably the year where I was getting in the most trouble. Um, You know, going behind my mom's back, all the lying, um, all the... All the anger and judgment I had towards my own family and people who cared about me because I wanted to live this life. Um, and I remember my little brother walking in my room, um, saying, "Hey, there's this church called Life Church. Um, I think you should come. They have a youth service every Wednesday. You should come." And the first time I denied him, I was like, "No, I don't want. I don't want to go to a youth. I don't want to do that." Um, and then next week he came to my room. Um, "Hey, you want to go? They're having youth." Second time, I denied him. Third time, third week after that, he came in. He was like, Randy, they have youth tonight. Uh, I think you should come. And my mom was like, you know, you're going. Um, you're going to go because you need to be there. Um, you know, of course, I had an attitude. I was like, whatever. I guess I'll go to this stupid church event. Um, and keep in mind, this is my sophomore year. And this is like the first time I ever went to like a youth service where I saw um, high schoolers my age Um, who were you know praising God and praying and being in d groups and all these things so it was all new to me and I'll never forget I walked in that building for the first time um, just seeing people who looked different than me seeing people who were just so happy so joyful and so nice Um, and I was wondering I was like why are these people acting like that so um, you know I walked in the building um, and there's this guy named Christian Crawford he walked up to me Um, uh, he was 26 at the time, I believe, and he was like, "Hey, what's your name?" I'm like, my name is Brandon. Um, you know, he was talking to me, talking to me about God and stuff, getting you know, to know me a little bit. Um, and then he was a youth leader at Life Church um, for the youth, and um, yeah, I got to know him. He was telling, I, he was telling me about God, telling me about his walk, and was just um, telling me about the gospel. Um, he asked if he could take me under his wing, be my mentor, be be someone who had discipled me. And it's crazy how I said yes, I allowed him to be that in my life, but I still chose to live this life as if I didn't know God. And I didn't have that personal relationship at the time. I didn't truly believe um, even though I was being mentored. So, um, you know, still a sophomore, I walked into the youth building. Um, I was in the auditorium and I remember you know seeing people worship seeing people cry out to this god that i had in mind uh see people sing lyrics on the screen i'm just like what are y'all doing y'all are weird like basically making fun of them. um and you know it just felt you know it just felt fake to me you know i was just thinking like okay i'm here um I'm at church but what does this mean i had so many questions and, you know seeing people who led worship on stage, i'm just like what are y'all doing like y'all were singing to this god that doesn't exist this is my mindset my whole sophomore year um, and you know as that season was going by you know i was just going through those through, through those trials through that journey of just like man like i know of a god but i don't know if i truly know this god like and I still chose to live this worldly life. I still chose to hang out with the wrong people and do things that got me in trouble, things that got me ISS and detention. Um, And I'm gonna be vulnerable. Um, One of the things that really uh, messed me up in high school was I thought it was very funny um, to make a video of a bunch of women who were, I said were HOEs of my school. Um, and and it got posted on social media and the whole school found out and I got in drama, got in trouble because I hurt these women mentally and built up insecurity in these women because I wanted to do a stupid decision um, because I thought it was funny and I ended up hurting people, hurting, like I said, people's insecurities and getting them to doubt who they are because I wanted to post this video Um, and, you know, so much regret and so much hurt I know I caused them and it it truly just hit me just thinking about how I used to act and how I treated people and keep in mind that this is the same sophomore random who was a part of life church who went to this church every Wednesday and still was living this life I remember I used to get them back on the game um, you know join PlayStation parties cuss up a storm say all these ignorant things Like I said one time that, you know, I will burn the Bible. Um, I joked about heaven and hell, thinking that this is the way. This is cool. This is funny. I'm going to talk about it for laughter, for entertainment. But none of that truly brought me happiness. Behind closed doors, I dealt with insecurity. I wanted to people, please. That didn't bring me true fulfillment. And so, you know, I... You know, I dealt with all this weight on my shoulders. I felt like I had no real purpose to live. I felt like I had no reasoning to be here. Um, and I'll never forget. I was walking with my head down. You know, feeling upset, feeling down. My youth pastor Zach. He walked up to me. He was like, "Hey, I had this invite to this camp called Capacity. It's a uh, it's a youth event that happens every year. They choose student leaders um, from their campus to go." Isn't it crazy? Think about this. Look how God works. Isn't it crazy how he said that he sees a student leader in me, but I wasn't living that life. I didn't feel like I was. I was living these two double lives. I wasn't truly a Christian. I wasn't even saved going to this trip. Um, So I went. It was for three days. Um, And I'll never forget, we arrived in Oklahoma. Worship service starts... You know I'm, you know, as a non-believer, you know I'm in the room, you know I'm getting a feel of worship, you know I'm enjoying it. I'm like, okay, hold on, I'm liking this little worship thing. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Um, And, you know, I'll never forget. There was this song called Another in the Fire. Um, And there was a part in the song where um, it says, um, "There was another in the fire, standing next to me. There was another in the waters, holding back the seas, and." You know, I feel like my entire life, guys, that I've been living a life for myself for so long, living a life thinking that I have it together, living a life thinking that this life is okay without God. I am I'm have friends, I have people, I have money, I have all these things that makes me happy. But truly, I was not. And I feel like my entire life, I've been living in that fire but I feel like the flames got bigger, it got bigger, it got bigger, it got bigger because I still chose myself. I feel like I was drowning, drowning, drowning because I wanted to live for the world. I wanted to make agnostic atheist comments. I wanted to hurt people. I wanted to to be known, be popular. But I never realized that God was standing next to me the entire time. I just never gave them the attention. I never gave them the attention. God was calling my name. God was right there beside me the entire time. But because of my pride and my self-righteousness and my non belief, I couldn't have them. I didn't have that. I didn't want them. And it's crazy how it took my little brother to inviting me to come. For me to get mentored for me getting plugged into a small group to have men in my life who told me about the gospel who poured to me who showed the love of jesus to me and now i go to a camp a camp to where i got to be around high schoolers seniors juniors people who are older than me live out for god i was like i want that there's something different about that so i'll never forget on the plane home i looked at zach my youth pastor i said Man, I really enjoyed it. I was like, I'm still trying to figure everything out with my life right now. But I really did feel the presence of God. I felt something. It felt real. It felt different. Staring out the windows, looking like man, like there's something more out of that world, and I want it. So, sophomore year, senior. I said, senior year, <laughs> sophomore year, summer had just ended, and I remember junior year has started. You know, Life Church became my home church. Junior year started, and there were so many different opportunities, so many different, you know, it was just different. You know, junior year, you're just experiencing new things. Um, and I was like, man, like this summer was amazing, but it took, it took me to get. It really took me to get knocked down by God to really wake up. You know, I've been through, I've had mental trauma. I've been mentally abused. Um, I've been hurt. I've been, you know, depressed. I've been really insecure about myself and my identity because I didn't truly know who God was, no matter if I went to that camp or not. And I'll never forget 2019 in October beginning of October I remember sitting in a room it was dark it was during service I was in the back um, and you know my youth pastor he was like um, man I believe there is someone here tonight who needs to be saved and he was saying that he would not leave until that kid raised right? this hand this crazy how God spoke through him God knew that I was that kid and I remember sitting in the back with my head down, my hands just down and just thinking like, man, like, is that me? Do I need a personal relationship with God? I begin to shake, I begin to cry. Cause I'm like, man, like, I don't, I just don't know. God does not love me, God doesn't want me. Look at my past, look what I've done behind closed doors, look what I did. How could a God love me like that? so I raised my hand high as I can I said that's me I need a personal relationship with God and I'll never forget I just felt this presence I don't felt this love and this joy that I've never had before and I began to understand how so that this is what I was missing in my life this was the missing piece God filled that void. He filled that thing that I was searching for. And it was him, it was his unconditional love. And ever since then, guys, I've never been the same. I remember walking up to my youth leader, DC. I said, hey, man, like I just gave my life to God. I wanna be baptized. What's the next steps? Like, I'm gonna be baptized. I want you to do it. You should have saw his face. He looked at me as if he just won the lottery. He was like, of course, Randon I will baptize you. And I just, if you looked at me, guys, like I just felt so happy. I felt so joyful knowing that, man, like I gave my life to God at 16 years old. I truly accepted him as my own. So October 27, 2019 was my baptism day. I walked in, doors open, sat down in the white chair, I had my towel on my shoulders. This lady was going through the instructions on the baptism, and how it's gonna work, um, and I was shaking. I'm like, man, like I can't believe this is real. I can't believe that I'm gonna get baptized. I'm gonna to proclaim to the world that I am saved by baptism. I mean, not it's not saved by baptism. I mean, I'm saved, and I'm getting baptized to show that I am saved. There we go. Correct myself. There we go. Um, and I'll never forget. I was walking in that building, and auditorium, I saw this big old pool with water, got up, got in the pool, um, and when I was standing in that water, all I felt was just God's presence, I just feel the atmosphere changing, I just feel everything around me just shaking, it was like God was just there, just there with me. This is the crazy part about it all and one of my favorite parts i love about this story as i was getting ready to get baptized there was this song popped up it was another in the fire and what is crazy about this song is it was one of the first worship songs i've ever praised my heart out to something that i actually that actually touched me but i didn't believe in god and the fact that it played again when it was time for my baptism. And as it played, there wasn't the lyric popped up again. There was another in the fire standing next to me. And as I and I as I rose up with my hands raised, I was like, it is finished, it's done. I did it. And guys, the reason why I'm sharing this is because I was that lost boy. I was that boy who had nothing without God. I lived for myself, I lived for people. I tried to find my purpose and fulfillment in worldly values. And truly that never brought me comfort. God saved my life. He saved me from what I thought I wanted and gave me something better. And that's why I love John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he sent this one and only son that anyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I believe that that promise still stands today. He said for anyone, I was that anyone That kid who thought making agnostic, non-belief, atheism remarks against his God can't love me, but he did. He said to me, I don't care about your past. I care about your life. I want you. And it's true. October 27th, I walked out that room. I felt different. I felt new. I felt I was born again. I were to be vulnerable as I continue this story, it even gets better than this. It kind of ended off for being, since I was a new believer, I will admit, I still continue to live a lukewarm life. I continue to live for the world and God. You know, see, I'm a Christian, but still, you know, I was a baby. And as I was growing, I had to go through a lot of conviction and growing. I'm that I just repeated growing twice. But um, <laughs> um, I didn't really start pursuing my faith until the pandemic started couldn't go anywhere couldn't be around friends couldn't be nowhere but my home and i just remember opening my bible up for the first time um it was just a moment of just peace it was just a moment of just realization like man like this is god's word this is the same word that was preached to me and now i am saved I began to journal, I began to annotate, I read Psalms. I began to, even though I was new to faith, I began to understand God's word. It Became like food, it became my desire. I just wanted more of it. I said, okay, look, I can't go anywhere. But since we're in this pandemic, I'm gonna use this time to grow with God, to learn from my conviction, to realize that I cannot live two lives so through the pandemic as it goes by from March to April May so forth I go to this camp called draw near um, there's a church called the belonging Co. they have youth camp every year um, and they change the names each year uh, for their camp and I really believe that going to this youth camp was a peak for my faith it was the start of a new beginning I went with this desire and this fire for the Lord. Uh, for being new to faith, I was still a baby. And this was like my second youth camp. Um, and I just remember being on that mountain for three days. It really changed my life. It was the moment where I had my faith moments um, of just surrender and just a breaking point, honestly. Know, to be more bold and get more into it. Um, it was the second night. Um, I remember, you know, the year 2020 brought many things, you know, I struggled with identity issues, so much was going on, you know, with the riots, um, you know, like BLM and all these things, just everything going on that was just so heartbroken. I began to let that shape me and begin to make me feel insecure of who I was. And I remember being on that mountain. I was able to lay that down at the altar for the first time. The first time I ever worshiped on my knees for God, um, laying everything out. And I'll never forget hearing the song Build My Life for the first time. And if you know me till this day, you know that Build My Life is my favorite song. You know that that song gets me going because it is such a biblical and like holy response like we're telling god i want to build my life on your firm foundation i want to put my trust in you alone i remember that verse he kept getting replayed over and over and over and over and i began to weep i began to cry i began to just break for god because i told myself that when i leave this mountain that i will continue to build my life on his firm foundation I will begin to put my trust in him alone because his foundation is worth living for. So as I left that mountain, they call it the camp high. That camp high wasn't a camp high. That was a new beginning of faith. That was the true beginning of my walk with the Lord. I told myself, I'm done living this double life. I just want more of God. I'm gonna live like it. So boom, camp's over. Senior year starts. This is my favorite part. This is the season to where I am growing. My fire for the Lord is just zoom, 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 just going, traveling. But all glory to God that he worked this through me. He grew me this way. And senior year, nonstop, kept reading my word. Um, You know, I was still at Life Church, and I felt called to go to Long Hollow. And ever since then, I found the home. But this episode was about my testimony. Because we all grow. We all go through journeys where I walk with the Lord. But I want to share my story of who I was before I knew God. The reason why I'm being vulnerable, like I said before, the reason why I'm showing humility and I'm sharing this because I'm not ashamed of who I was before I knew God. Because I believe that my story is powerful. It's beautiful. It just shows how God works through people. It just shows how he changes people. And I want to share that because the same god that saved my life he can save yours too i don't care what your lifestyle is i don't care who you're dating i don't care how you grew up i don't care what you're doing i don't care if you struggle with addictions your sexuality i don't care if you've did things that can't be forgiven by people but god can god will love on you he is so powerful a mere human can't comprehend or compare to him I'm sharing this because I'm telling you that life is better with God in it. And I'm gonna be transparent, it's not easy. We're not perfect, we still struggle, but we get to have joy, we have freedom, we get to rejoice knowing that I'm living for God, God takes care of me, I have him. And because I have God, my life is now set forever. My eternity is set forever. Because I get to serve of God who loved me when I didn't even want to know him. And that is just a testimony of that. I love y'all. And I believe that someone needs to hear my story today. I believe that someone needed to hear how God worked in my life. Because you may be the next person he needs to save. You may be the next person that he needs to work through. The next person that needs encouragement. And I believe God can do that for you. So thank you guys um, for listening. Um, (laughs) And and, uh, I know that I probably messed up, but um, I don't care about the perfection. I'm not trying to perfect this. I'm just trying to be real and just share my story. And I believe that, um, like I said before, someone needed to hear this today. Um, And all glory to God for what he's done. It's not about what I've done. Um, And... You know, now I'm set free forever and uh, you can too so yeah thank you guys um, for just taking the time just to sit just to listen to it um, feel free to reach out to me um, on Instagram um, um or Snapchat my Snapchat Supreme Floyd and just you know if you want to talk about God or have any questions just DM me I mean let's chat about it I'm always down Love y'all. Peace.